Yo, what up? What is going on? How's everybody doing today? Oh man, we are back. We're gonna knock out another episode today for y'all. Um, today, gonna do a bunch of bullshit, but uh, I want to start with something I thought was hilarious. Um, if y'all don't know, there's this guy um, called Hunter S. Thompson. Everyone should know who he is. Um, he's a writer. He's obviously dead now. Most writers die pretty quick, uh, drugs and things of that nature. Um, I've heard about this guy before. I'm sure y'all have too. But uh, his drug routine uh, was pretty interesting to me. So uh, I, f- I found basically this is what's required of, I don't know, a writer or what is required of a human being to be a freaking writer. But most writers you see like uh, Secret Window with Johnny Depp or things like that. You see them twisted or suicidal or completely messed up just to write a story. I mean, that's where a lot of, they say that's where a lot of art comes from. I mean, a tortured artist is, is a tortured artist. I mean, that is what it is. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm going to tell you a little bit about him, but, uh, his drug routine is amazing. Um, so yeah, we'll go ahead and get into that real quick. All right. So basically, uh, was a wild boy. See, uh, earlier life looked like he was a veteran of the World War One, of the World War One. He's from uh, Louisville, Kentucky, July eighteenth, nineteen thirty-seven. Uh, skim through some of this; you don't need to know most of that. Uh, he's an interesting man. Like I said, he went to the military and then he decided to join. Uh, here it looks like he joined the Hell's Angel uh, military. Military. <laughs> I'm sure there is a Hell's Angel military, but uh, no, he joined the biker gang, the Hell's Angels, just so he could basically, he did like a cop would. He infiltrated just so he could write about it. Uh, he didn't want to bust them. He just basically wanted to write a good story. He thought they were interesting. Um, so yeah, he went from there. He joined them. Uh, he said it looked like he received an early discharge in 1958, where his military career ended. He bounced around the country. Um Let's see, in his spare time, he wrote off and on. He spent some time in Puerto Rico. This is when he wrote The Rum Diary, which I guess most of his movies Johnny Depp was in. So if you remember The Rum Diary, it was a alcohol-fueled fucking wild party of a movie. It was, it was rough to watch, but it was uh, it's a movie. <laughs> I'm sure the book was better, but the movie was a little rough. Um even right now, I'm reading, it says, rejected by publishers at this time and for the next couple of decades. Wouldn't even see light till 1998. Wow. So, yeah, he went on to join the uh, Hells Angels just to go ahead and get himself uh, better acquainted with them for the book he was writing. It looks like he wrote an article called uh, The Nation and the Hells Angels Motorcycle Club, published in May, which is crazy. I can't believe they let him live after that. Um Let's see. See, Thompson came out with the other side with the uh, oh, another side of the book called Hell's Angels, the strange and terrible saga of the outlaw motorcycle gangs published in 1967. Hmm. Interesting. So, yeah, uh, I just kind of want to throw some of the shit he did. Uh, you know, this guy. I mean, you've seen the rum diaries. You've seen um, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. Uh, Johnny Depp's character supposedly is supposed to be him. Um, but yeah, he wrote that. That was another book he wrote. Uh, he wrote this Hell's Angels, uh, topography, I guess. Not topography, it's like land. But anyways, he wrote, uh, that kind of stuff. And yeah, um, geez, I completely forgot. I'm just seeing here, uh, Gilbert Godfrey died. That doesn't stamp what day we are right now. Um, wow. Yeah, it's a sad one. I can't believe he died. I was reading about that. I guess he had some kind of, uh... Parkinson's or something or muscular dystrophy that basically sealed up your body. Like your body just freezes and just dies. Like it's, it's crazy. Like it, it seals. Uh, anyways, uh, just saw that. So it kind of blew my mind. I forgot. I, forgot. Uh, I just saw that in the middle of the night last night. Um, let's see. Moving on to back to Thompson. Looks like in 71, he worked for Sports Illustrated. He created a thing called Dr. Gonzo. 
yeah, Gonzo journalism off of the Hell's Angels leading in towards um, looks like Sports Illustrated with led into Fear and Loathing. It looks like Fear and Loathing was something he wrote back then uh, because he liked to go to Vegas. Obviously, he was a partier. Um, see, riding high on his new celebrity. Of course, he used to hang out with presidential campaigns, Richard Nixon, George McGovern. Wow, he was pretty popular. Hang out with uh, he covered the famous George Foreman and Muhammad Ali. Interesting. So yeah, this is a pretty uh pretty well known guy. Thompson had grown chronically depressed, disillusioned by the world around him, frustrated with aging and suffering from numerous health problems. Sick of it all. On February twentieth, two thousand five, at his Owl Creek compound, Thompson shot himself in the head. Uh, in August, no, in August, a private ceremony commemorating his life that was attended by hundreds of his friends and admirers. Thompson's ashes were shot from a cannon to the tune of Bob Dylan's Mr. Tambourine Man. That is awesome. He shot his ashes out of a fucking cannon. This guy is a legend. So awesome. Um, yeah, Fear and Loathing, Las Vegas, Johnny Depp, Vanessa Del Toro. That one's another whacked out drug movie. Uh but yeah, you'll see why I'm about to read his drug, uh, not his drug list. This is literally what he published as his daily routine. So this is his day. His day started at 3 p.m. Says 3 p.m. rise, 3.05, Shivas Regal with the morning paper, Dunhills. So Shivas Regal, I looked up, is a, because I didn't know what a Shivas was. Uh, Shivas Regal at the best case is up to $400 for the good stuff. It's 25 years age, which I'm assuming that's what he's drinking. And the cheap shit's like 30 bucks, but it's a, it's a blended scotch, 25 years old, $400 a bottle. And then the Dunhills, cause I'm going to be saying Shivas and Dunhills a lot in this. Every time I say Shivas, that's basically he's drinking scotch. And when I say Dunhills, he's smoking, uh, these British cigarettes that were made in 1999. Um, so, yeah, we'll keep going. We might as well start over. We only made it five minutes. So, 3 o'clock in the afternoon, he rises. 3.05, he has uh, Shivas with the morning paper in Dunhills. Um, 3.45, he has cocaine. Five minutes later at 3.50, he has another glass of Shivas with more Dunhills. 4.05, he has his first cup of coffee with Dunhills. Uh, 4.15 p.m., so this is only, he's been up for an hour and 15 minutes. He already had cocaine within the first 45 minutes. And three glasses of whiskey or scotch. Now it's 4.15. He's having more cocaine. Uh, I believe these are probably bumps of cocaine. You'll see why later. But I think these are just little bumps or maybe a line. Um, 4.16. So one minute after the cocaine, it's orange juice and Dunhills. 4.30, 15 minutes later, it's more cocaine. Uh, 4.54, cocaine. 5.05, cocaine. So for the next 45 minutes, he's basically doing small amounts of cocaine over 15-minute intervals. Um, so we're only at 5 o'clock. He's been awake for two hours, and he's already done a shitload of scotch and a shitload of cocaine. Um, 5.11, he has coffee <laughs> and some more Dunhills. 5.30, he has more ice in his Shivas. 5.45, he has cocaine, cocaine, and cocaine. Um, all at 6.45. And this isn't even the heavy cocaine. This is just cocaine and times three. Uh, 6 p.m. He's been up for three hours. He has weed to, to take off the edge of the day. Uh, so he does that for an hour and five minutes. Um, 7.05, he goes to the Woody Creek Tavern for lunch. So this is dinner time, but he's going for lunch. Uh, his lunch is a Heineken, two margaritas, coleslaw, a taco salad, a double order of fried onion rings, a carrot cake, gross, Ice cream, a bean fritter, some Dunhills, another Heineken, some cocaine, and for the ride home, a snow a snow cone. His snow cone, if you want to know what flavored snow cone he has right now, it is a, looks like he has a shredded glass of ice poured with three or four shots of Shivas on it. So he has whiskey on top of his snow cone. Like, what the fuck is going on with this guy? Wow, I've never tried that before, but uh, I might have to try. I feel like all that liquor would just melt the ice. I mean, you'd have to have, you couldn't have no Hawaiian ice or any like anything like that because that stuff melts it's like cotton. That stuff is so fluffy. It'll melt, <laughs> that liquor will melt it so fast. That's crazy. Uh, I wouldn't need something in there with the whiskey. I could, oh, it just ruins it. Anyways, so that's his meal. Uh... 
And it looks like he's there for probably two hours because at nine o'clock, I'm guessing once he gets back home, it says starts snorting cocaine seriously with an exclamation point. So at this point, this is when he is doing serious lines of cocaine for a full hour. Because at 10 p.m., this is when he drops acid. <laughs> uh, 11 p.m., it's a chartreuse, which I think is a French French uh, liquor, I believe, liqueur. So he's doing uh, a liqueur, cocaine, and some weed. Uh, 30 minutes later, it's cocaine, cocaine, cocaine. Which I guess all these cocaines are different than the starts snorting cocaine seriously. Um, at midnight, it says Hunter S. Thompson is ready to write. So from midnight to 6 a.m., he is drinking uh, chartreuse, whatever that is. He is uh, doing cocaine, smoking weed, drinking Shivas, coffee, Heineken, clove cigarettes, grapefruit, more Dunhills, orange juice, some gin, and then continuous pornographic movies. <laughs> So, yes, this dude is partying, watching porn, masturbating, and writing novels all at the same time. Like, I multitask, but damn, this guy is, I, I feel lazy compared to him. Um, Six o'clock, it's time for the hot tub. He does some champagne, some Dove bars, which is ice cream bars, uh, and some fettuccine Alfredo. So, I'm guessing this is dinner. So, at 6 a.m., he's doing dinner. Uh, looks like hot tub, champagne. Ice cream and chicken Alfredo. Or actually just fettuccine Alfredo. No chicken. What a weirdo. I need chicken in there. Um, speaking of, I make some bomb-ass chicken Alfredo. Y'all won't try, but uh, I make it. <laughs> Check my Instagram. It's on there. Um, let's see. We're almost done here. 8 a.m. It's Holly Scion. Hall Scion. I looked it up. It says it's a type of bird. So I don't know if he's bird watching or if it's a type of drug and it, it just didn't come up. But I looked up that word. It just came up as a breed of bird. So I don't know what he's doing at 8 a.m., but he's doing whatever that word is. And then 20 minutes later, he is sleeping. So that man is up from 3 p.m., starts his day till 8.20 a.m. Um, and he does a lot of drugs, a lot of drugs. I'm just going to burn through this without the break just so y'all can grasp the quantity of cocaine. So. 3 o'clock rise, 3.05 Shivas, Dunhills, 3.45 cocaine, 3.50 Shivas, 4.05 coffee, 4.15 cocaine, 4.16 orange juice, 4.30 cocaine, 4.50 cocaine, 5.05 cocaine, 5.11 coffee, Dunhills, 5.30 Shivas, 5.45 cocaine, 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 6 o'clock weed. 7.05 he goes and eats all that crazy food. He does cocaine, and on the ride home he does a snow cone full of the shots. At 9, he is starting to snort cocaine seriously. 10, he drops acid. 11, he's doing uh, liqueur, cocaine, and weed. 11.30, cocaine, cocaine, cocaine. Midnight, he is writing. Midnight to 6 o'clock, he is uh, whatever chartreuse, whatever that is. Cocaine, weed, whiskey, coffee, Heineken, cigarettes, grapefruit, cigarettes again, gin, and pornographic movies. My favorite ending to that. Um, so at 6 a.m., he's watching porn. Uh Let's see, six, hot tub, champagne, dub bars, fettuccine, Alfredo, eight o'clock, he's watching birds, 8.20, he is asleep. That is a schedule, my peeps, a fucking schedule. If y'all think you party hard, follow this list. See how hard you really, really party, because that motherfucker is living, boys. Well, girls, too. That motherfucker is living the dream right now. So if you, if you think you're doing it right, you ain't doing it right. <laughs> How's it going, everybody? I just want to talk to you today about uh, SwiftLifestyles.com. SwiftLifestyles.com uh, is offering 15% off to all my customers, all my listeners, everybody out there. If you hear my voice, you're getting 15% off the entire website. Uh, using promo code STEAL67, like you're stealing something, 67. That is the promo code to get yourself 15% off. Now, what that website is going to give you, they have drinks that will help you react, focus, and energize. They have vitamins for your brain, good for boosting. They come in pill and gummy form. They also have gear, clothing, t-shirts, I mean, hoodies, 
whatever you need, you name it, they got it. Shakers, they'll hook you up for your protein shakes. They got three different sizes for that, so you don't always have to have a huge shake if you want something small, not too bad. Uh, the drinks are non-chalky, and they have no weird flavor residue at the end, which is amazing. I've been using them for quite a while. Uh, I'm a very intense gamer. I like to stay up all night, and I need something that's going to kind of get me there. Also, when I like to go to the gym, it's a good pre-workout. You get that uh, first little drink, and you get the blue raspberry, and you're golden. Uh, but anyways, we'll go ahead and let you try out that promo code STEEL67 at swiftlifestyles.com go ahead and get you that 15% off and we'll catch you later all right welcome back sorry for all that but uh you know got to keep the lights on um i found some interesting stuff um I'm just going to keep reading y'all shit that I found interesting. I really don't care. Shit amazes me. So uh, somebody out there is going to think it's amazing. Um, I was talking to some people earlier or a couple of weeks ago. Um, some of my friends, I was talking about uh, torture devices over history because just different conversations lead to different things. But we were talking about uh, some of the stuff over history and it had me interested, uh, you know, from Vikings, you know, about the blood eagle and things like that. So uh, and Everybody has heard of some of the current stuff and things like that that go on, uh, current tortures that have happened in the years, you know, boiling people and stuff like that. So uh, viewer listener or listener discretion advice. Sorry, there's no viewers, but uh, listener discretion advice, I guess. <laughs> but uh, I'm going to read. I have uh, some of the most horrifying tortures in history. We're going to do history today. Uh, I might do current stuff another day, but today we're going to do history. Um, the number one is the rack, which everybody knows. Uh, it's basically what you saw in Braveheart. Uh, this is possibly the most painful form of medieval torture. The rack whirled, sorry, the rack would stretch the victim's body by pulling on their arms and legs, dislocating and eventually tearing off their limbs. Uh, so, yeah, that's basically what happened in um, Braveheart. Uh, this, these pictures are gnarly, bro. Um, the Spanish donkey. Spanish donkey's crazy, y'all. Um, it's basically, it's like you're sitting on a, like a bull you would ride at a bar or something. Like you're sitting on that, but instead of the bull you're sitting on, it's a triangle shaped, um, piece of metal, I guess. It's a long triangle shaped piece of metal you're sitting on and you're just sitting on one edge, which doesn't seem like much, but it runs a long, long ways around along your gooch. And for this guy, this gentleman in the picture is ball sack. So you can imagine it's not going to be good after a couple of days. Oh, my Lord. And I just saw. So his hands are tied behind his back and he has weights on his feet and they look heavy. They look 30 pound uh, cannonballs is what they look like attached to each foot. Wow. Says here during the Spanish Inquisition, this device would be used for torture and eventual death. The person would be placed on a triangular log. It's a better way to explain it. A triangular log and weights attached to their feet. They would be pulled downward by the weights as the sharp edge of the log slowly sliced them in half. Wow. That's, that's gnarly. So the edge was sharp. I figured it was a blunt edge just to bring pain longer. Um... The brazen bull. This one I know. I don't even have to tell you, or I don't even have to read about this one. This one I've I've seen. Uh, you've seen it in any movie with Spartans or that time period. Um, basically, what they would do is they took an iron or steel bull. They they hollowed it. They had a hollow statue of a bull, and they would shove people inside of it, seal it, and then put it over a fire, so it would slowly heat up. And basically boil them slowly. Well, not even boil. It would steam them almost because there's no water in there. Um, yeah, it was made of bronze. It says the, the bull was constructed in such a way that the sounds of the victims were made to sound like bull noises instead of horrifying screams of a human being steamed alive. Wow. 
That's crazy. I've actually seen that in a movie before where they put like masks on the people inside and then it led to like these weird horns. So every time they screamed, it would make a bull noise. Like that's how they answered because they still don't know how they did it. But uh, yeah, that one's crazy. I knew that one. Um, Coffin torture says this form of torture involved putting the victim inside a metal cage about the size of a coffin and hanging them from a tree until crows ate them. Jesus. (laughs) Jesus. <laughs> the the tongue terror. It's basically scissors. Medieval scissors with this with a mechanism to hold the scissors down or open. Uh let's see. Yeah, it was a screw. You could basically turn the screw and it would tighten or loosen the shears. Um yeah. Twist the screw and the scissors get tighter. The blades would press down on the tongue, eventually ripping it all out. It wouldn't rip it out; it would cut it off. I don't, I don't, I don't like that word. Uh, scape, scapism, scapism. Number six, scapism. What is scapism? Uh, this Persian execution method involved stripping a person naked, putting them in a hollow log, and feeding them milk and honey to, to make them get diarrhea. Uh, they were then covered in honey and left to float in a pond where insects would devour them alive. Why? I totally, like, put them in the log, cover them in honey, and let the animals eat them. I don't understand why you had to feed them. Why, why, did, you, <laughs> why did you have to give them diarrhea? That's so fucked up. Like, it's unnecessary. Like, it's it's just, it's not torture. That's just humiliation. Like, Jesus. That's crazy. Fucking Persians. That was interesting. Interesting idea. Uh, you should see the picture I'm looking at. It's it's not what's described. It's like it's like a temple with a pool outside. <laughs> oh my god. Uh number seven, the gridiron. I wish y'all could see the pictures and like it's like another Rorschach test. Like it's just tell me what's going on in the picture. It's so hard to understand. It almost looks like a biblical picture, like Someone reaching up to heaven, you know, being stabbed, and then a whole torture scene in the background. It's exactly what it looks like. It's, it's, most of these are paintings because it's old school stuff, right? Uh, a gridiron was basically a human grill, a metal grid with a fire underneath it that would cook a person alive. Oh, yeah, so the guy's just pushing the guy back on with a stick. Every time he tries to roll over and get off, he's just, man. That's not even like, that's just... That's like barbaric torture. Like, it's not even thought out. It's non... It's literally just throw them on a fire. Let me roll them around. Like, that's not even... You didn't even think of it. Like, I have more respect if you could think outside the box. Like, that's kind of weak. What is this? Tickling? Flaying. Ooh, flailing is where you peel. Oh, that is not tickling. I didn't realize the guy's arms were... Skin was missing. Flailing, I know. That's where you fucking peel the skin off of somebody. Uh, says flailing involves removing one or more layers of skin, exposing muscle and even bone to the elements. Ooh, death in this manner can be very prolonged. It was usually the result of infections or blood loss. Jesus. I've seen that on Game of Thrones. Wow. Uh, Ling Chi or slow slicing? What the fuck? (laughs) Uh, This Chinese method which was used from 1900 AD up through the beginning of the 20th century. Holy shit. They were still using this when I was alive. Oh, the beginning of the 20th. Sorry. It's the early 1900s, but still. Um, it's generally translated as death by a thousand cuts, which this is Yakuza stuff right here. This is how what they do. They kill you by a thousand cuts. Uh, the person being executed has portions of their body cut off one at a time to prolong death as painfully and as much as possible. Yeah. I mean, that was a stupid way of explaining it. Basically, they cut you in a thousand different places and you can't die because they know exactly where to cut, cut you. Uh, execution by bamboo. See, bamboo go- grows very quickly up to one foot a day. No shit. That's crazy. One foot a day. I wonder how... I could just imagine where this torture is going to go. 
An alleged form of execution in Asia was trying a person on top of a bamboo shoot and allowing them to grow through the person's body. Whether or not this actually happened is unclear, but it's definitely possible. According to Mythbusters. <laughs> Jesus, they Mythbusted that? Good lord. That's rough. Imagine that kind of execution. Um, sorry, people. We're only at number 11. We got to go to 30. So, let's get it. Um, crushing with rocks. This one I know. They just stacked rocks on you. They used to do this in the Salem Witch Trials. Uh, which, fuck, I could cover that another day, right? Let me write that down. Salem. Um, yeah, that's one of the ways they used to test a witch. So, all these tests they have in Salem were so stupid. Because they were... Basically, if you passed the test, you died. And passing the test meant you were human and you could go to heaven in their eyes. So they were like, yay, they would cheer for you. Yeah, he died. He, he you know, <laughs> whatever. Uh, and then if you lived, you were a witch. So then they executed you anyways. And then they cheered in a different manner. So either way, you died. The only bad thing is if you didn't die from whatever torture they picked, in this case, crushing with rocks then they would just kill you a different way. But the crushing of rocks is they would just stack rocks on you. Like, not huge rocks, but decent size. I mean, 20-pound rocks. One here, one there. Next, you know, 20 or 30. And then next, you know, you just slowly start crushing. And then once you once it starts crushing you, it's like anything else. If you're Imagine a Coke can. If you're putting pressure on the Coke can, and it won't budge, won't budge. And then the second it does finally budge, you can almost crush that entire can. Because once the structure starts to break, it gives completely. It's like a dam. So, yeah. Exactly what I said during the Salem Witch Trials. All right. Number 12, we got breaking on the wheel. Breaking on the wheel. Oh, my God. If this, I don't even know what's going on here. It looks like they tied you spread out on your back on a, like a, a wood wheel, like a wagon wheel. And one picture, they're slicing pieces of this guy's chest off. Another picture looks like this guy's using an axe to break this guy's legs. Another picture, the dude is using a sword to cut the dude's head off. And then in the background, there's people on pyres being burned. There's heads on stakes. There's dudes fighting dogs. A man being killed by a dog. Like, there's guys with swords fighting. It looks like a werewolf. Like, I don't know what the fuck is going on. There's so much going on in this scene. <laughs> this is the craziest picture ever. Like, this is the kind of tattoo I need. Like, just weirdness like this. Like, a where, where's Waldo? Oh, my God. Uh, let's see. Also called the Catherine Wheel. This method was used in Europe from the antiquity all the way to the 19th century. Wow, to the 1800s. The person was strapped to the wheel and beaten mercilessly. Since they're, they were on a wheel with spokes instead of a flat surface, their limbs would bend and break in ways they could not if they were beaten on the floor. Oh, interesting, because there was nothing behind, like underneath their body parts, so it would give in. Interesting. That's kind of, I mean, I'm not impressed with that. Sorry, guys. Not supposed to be impressed by any of these, but I'm, I'm not impressed with that. Uh, number 13, crucifixion. We know this one. Uh, best known as the method of executing Jesus Christ. Yes. Let's see. Let's see, generally, if the person did not have a block to stand on, the cause of death would be asphyxiation because it is difficult to breathe when your entire body weight is supported by your arms. Uh, so that was a weird theory. Like, did they pin, did they stake his feet? also or was he standing on a block because there's different theories on that and the picture he's his feet are pinned the guys next to him are roped down and then one has one foot roped and the other foot pinned so i don't know it's all crazy even their arms are pinned behind their head so i don't understand anyways um <laughs> the spanish tickler um this torture device was used to tear a victim's skin apart prior to execution so before they executed him, they ripped his skin off? Jesus. Uh, they were usually attached to a pole and had several sharp blades arranged like a cat's claws, leading to an alternate name, the cat's paw. 
So they were like, uh, if you ever made like pork fat or back fat or something like that or brisket, you know, you got to score the meat, the skin or like a ham, how you make an X or a square. That's basically what they were doing. They were just tenderizing his meat before they executed him, which is crazy with a cat claw. Wow. Um, we're halfway there, folks. Number 15, the neck torture. Looks kind of like the penis torture, just much bigger. Uh, this spiky device made the wearer unable to move into a comfortable position, forcing them to keep their neck straight for days at a time. Yeah, it's basically just a collar with spikes all around it, so your head was perfectly stabbed on all sides, only if you relaxed. As long as you stayed stiff, you weren't being stabbed. But it's like a, like a bunch of thorns, honestly. Jeez, sorry about that. I lost my freaking page. Um, <laughs> number 16. Um, the heretic fork. Hmm. About what you would think it looks like. Looks like a double-sided pitchfork, basically. Uh, big enough to go underneath your chin to your throat. To that crevice where your collarbones meet. Uh, this device forced the wearer to keep their head at a certain angle or else they'd be stabbed in the chin or chest. Yeah, alright. It's just, uh... Ooh. The Judah's Cradle, this one I've seen before in Egypt. Uh, basically, you sit on a pyramid butt naked and let that little, the tip of the pyramid that you're sitting on slowly go through your body from your anus up. Uh, similar to impalement, but more drawn out, this torture method involved the victim sitting on a pyramid, stretching their, their anus over a long period of time. You would almost certainly die either from blood loss or infection. You know how long it would take to die from infection? This is like a week or so crazy the lead sprinkler this looks like a crown or a scepter some royalty would have it literally looks like a scepter it's hand drawn so it's hard to tell but uh says this device was filled with hot liquid sometimes molten melton sometimes tar sometimes just good old boiling oil it was then used to drip hot liquid on the victim's flesh and eyes jesus Number 19, the Iron Maiden. This one I know. If you've ever seen Matilda, you've seen this. Uh, the Trunky, or whatever. The, the Trunchy, whatever. Miss uh, Krabappel. <laughs> it's the Simpsons. Whatever uh, that stupid lady's name was from uh, Matilda. The principal. Um, the Iron Maiden was a body-shaped metal container that was covered inward-facing spikes. Uh, meaning that if you move slightly in any direction while inside, you'd be poked. See, however, it was not actually used as a real t torture device submitted with times. It says it was made up by some guy in, 19, in 1793 who wrote a story about it. Huh. So it's not evil. Or not evil. It's not even a thing. Uh, number 20, the thumb screwer. Sometimes called a pillywinks, which is far too cute a name for such a de devious device. <laughs> the pillywinks. Uh, was specifically designed to crush fingers and toes. Larger versions were used to crush other body parts. So basically, it's a vice. You just put your fingers in, and I would turn the lever, and it would slowly squeeze down, down, and down, down, until I just pulverized and crushed everything. I mean, you turn your bone into powder. I mean, pretty sure. Rat torture. Seen this. Saw this in uh, <laughs> every movie. Uh Every every torture I've seen in one movie or another. Um, from Fa Fast and Furious. It was in the Too Fast, Too Furious. With Tyrese. Um, it says, this nightmarish torture method involved a cage full of rats attached to the victim's body. A source of heat would be placed at the far end of the cage. To escape the intense heat, the rats would burrow through the person's body. Yeah. That was on, uh, if you ever seen A Thousand Ways to Die, that happened. Guy, uh, he was running from cops. I think he was a skate prisoner or something. And he went into a, like a pipe, a sewer pipe. And he was fine. He's crawling, but it kept getting smaller and smaller. And he didn't realize till he went in too far and he was stuck. And then that night, I guess a flood or something happened to where it flushed or scared a bunch of rats through that pipe, like hundreds of them. And they were so scared of whatever was behind him, I'm assuming the flood, that they chewed their way through him to get past him. So, yeah, it, I mean, they ate the length of his body to, to get the fuck by. So it's definitely something they do. Um, 
what else we got here? Number 22, the ducking stool. Literally looks like you tie someone to a chair, attach them to a teeter-totter, and then you just dip them in the river. <laughs> I'm guessing this is a Salem witch trial thing also. Uh, the ducking or cucking stool was a woman's punishment in England, Scotland, and other places from the 14th through the 18th century. They were used to punish common scolds, which were literally just women who didn't act the way society wanted them to act. So it wasn't, it was, it was a scare torture. It wasn't torture. I mean, she's literally just being dipped into the river all day. So, I mean, it's fucked up, but it's not going to kill you. Burning at the stake is uh, exactly as it sounds. You burn them at a stake. Uh, See, being tied to a wooden pole to be burned meant that you died not from the fire, but rather of the smoke inhalation, which meant a prolonged and painful death. Makes sense. Foot roasting. God, that's fucked up. Literally burning their feet on fire. These pictures are crazy. I mean, it's all drawings. They're not real pictures, obviously, but the the, the paintings are pretty graphic. Uh, this is from the Spaniards. Uh, this effective torture technique, which focused on the feats, since a prisoner's unlikely to die from damage to the feet, since they are the farthest away from the head and heart, feet were held over a hot flame or metal objects. Jesus. That makes sense, though. Plus, on top of that, uh, if you burn their feet, they can't escape. You know? They can't work either, but they can't escape. Um, number 25, the chair. Seen this one? I've actually sat on one of these before. Uh Used in the Middle Ages through the 1800s, the chair had small spikes covering its entire sitting surface. The victim would be strapped in and sometimes heated from below. So basically, anywhere you sat, your arms were... It's a... It's a it looks like uh, an electric chair built. Uh, it just has spikes everywhere. Your arms, your legs, your thighs, your butt, your back, your neck, everywhere. It's just everywhere sitting on it. Um, the boot... It kind of looks like a shin vice or a forearm, like I could put a forearm or a shin into it and just vice it down. It has two vices on each side of the metal. It looks like a sleeve, basically. Um, the boot was a metal casing that could be fitted to the victim's leg and gradually tightened, squeezing the leg to create pain. That's basically what it looks like. You put it on their arm, too. Ooh, I've seen this before. The pair of anguish. This thing is literally, it's a, it's a pair, a metal pair you would shove in somewhere. I'm going to read where it goes. And then you would twist. There's a long piece sticking out of it, out of your body. And you would twist that like a bolt. And as you turn the screw, it would slowly open the piece inside up like a flower. Uh, yeah. Wow. <laughs> That, uh, that reminds me of a fucked up story I read when I was a kid once. Um, supposedly that's what they used to do in Mexico. Um, I read a story about a nun that uh, obviously nuns aren't supposed to have sex, things like that. Uh, but back in the day, you know, whatever, 1400s, 13, whatever year, uh, there was a nun in Mexico, supposedly they got pregnant and they didn't find out for a long time, but when they did finally find find out, they uh, I'm trying to remember the story. It's been so long since I told this story, but they basically, as a form of abortion, which was basically torture to death. I mean, this abortion was permanent. They would basically stick the same concept as this pair of anguish. It would uh, think of an onion blossom that you get at the fair. But at its smallest, it's an onion, right? So you would shove that into their body, up to their stomach, you know, where the baby is, all that stuff. And then it was attached to a rope or a string. And as they would pull that, it would slowly, the the onion would turn into a blooming onion. And it would slowly open like two big-ass hands inside the body. And the more you pull, like once it goes in, there's no getting it out without it being open. So it's over. There's no second chance. Um, but yeah, they would just pull everything from inside out through her. And that was their way of aborting the baby. But I mean, it's like you pulled everything out. Stomach, uh, her guts, her liver. her I mean, you killed her, basically. But it was their way of... The religion said it was abortion, but it was basically murder for having sex. So yeah, that was... A, I remember reading that. 
that was a horrible story. There's more stories like that I read when I was a kid, but uh, I'll share you. I'll, I'll give you that one and I'll save the, the worst ones. So that one was bad. They get much worse. Um, but back to the pair. Uh, the pair of anguish is believed to have been used as a gag. The instrument would be placed in the mouth, fully closed, but the leaves were rigged to expand when the screw on the stem was turned, causing the person's mouth to stretch in a very painful way. See, that's not bad. I mean, that's bad, but put it in their mouth and you literally just stretch their mouth, maybe break their teeth. But that other one seemed horrible. Um, the fuck is this? The neck violin. It is literally a carved out violin, but where all the strings would be, there's three holes. One big hole at the biggest part of the violin one me and two medium-sized holes. If I was a guest, it looks like your head would go on the farthest end and then your two wrists would go on the other side of the violin le leading towards the tip. Um, says the victim's neck, neck was placed in a large hole with their wrists in the front too. Duh. Generally, this device was used to punish women who did not act appropriately according to the rules of society. It, it's always society like, you're not elegant enough. Or you're not allowed to do this, so put her put her in the rack. Like it's ridiculous. It's fucking ridiculous. Like every little thing. Put her in the rack. She must go in the rack. She did not make my yams. Um, <laughs> the knee number twenty nine, the knee splitter. Ow! It is basically the same thing as the, the other things. It's a vice, but instead of crushing, it's shoving spikes or blades into your shin and calf uh placed in front and behind of the victim's knee and then screwed together destroying the kneecap Ooh, the goal was to render the victim's knee useless without necessarily killing them Ow. number 30 we made it the head crusher what it's all vices literally it's just you someone twists and something moves slowly up or down as they twist I mean, that's all, all this shit is. It's just different things attached to that. Um, this one looks like a coring system. Like if they were going to core an apple, like take the core out of an apple, you twist this spiked dish into the core and it'll scoop it out. But this is a giant version as if I would stand on it and twist it and your head's underneath. Looks like it would cut the tip of your head off, basically. Um Let's see, this device was attached to the victim's head and slowly tightened, pressing the jaw and skull together. Permanently facial damage and death were both possible outcomes. Pressing the jaw and skull together. So it's just shoving your, like shoving your body into your, like compressing your spine down is basically all it's doing. What's the point of the blades? It looks like it would be able to cut your head open. Wow. Well, all right, we made it. That's a... Uh, some of the 30 tortures, I've, I've heard of worse. I, I could tell you worse. I mean, the story I told you I think was worse than any of this stuff. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I was curious and uh, curiosity fixed. Hope uh, hope y'all enjoyed that. <laughs> I'll try to find something a little more, uh, a little bit more exciting to, to end with so y'all don't have to fucking go crawl into a hole after all that. <laughs> I hope all y'all are still alive after all that or survived the the 20 minutes on torture. <laughs> if not, welcome back or see you next time. I don't know what to say to you. Um, so, yeah, I guess we're going to get on out of here. I do want to kind of tell y'all what I've been into just to kind of kind of a recommendation of what I'm doing. And maybe if y'all are interested Give it a check. Um, I recently got into, I think last episode I was telling y'all about um, um, Nassau and pirates and stuff like that. Because I'm about to head to, uh, see on the 22nd, I'm going on a cruise to Florida to Nassau. So I'm going to go see this pirate island. So I've been kind of researching it. I was told you I was watching Black Sails. Uh, on stars which is through hulu if anybody wants it uh it's pretty good if you like uh if you had uh you've seen spartacus that was on showtime back in the day it's basically like that it's uh the perspective of a pirate obviously but super violent lots of naked people so plenty of fun for the whole family um <laughs> 
No, it is rated R, so I definitely don't recommend watching it with kids. But um, so yeah, I, I ended up buying this book off of uh, Amazon called, believe it or not, called Pirates. So that's what I've been reading. Um, it's the complete history from the 1300 BC to now to present day pirates. So if you don't know, uh, there are current pirates. Yes. Uh, not the buccaneer type, not the arm 80 with the parrot and the one leg and the fucking crazy hats and all that. Obviously, there's no pirates like that right now, but there are pirates. If you've ever seen the movie, <laughs> everything's a reference to a movie. Sorry, guys. If you've ever seen the movie Captain Phillips, it's uh, it's basically like that. Uh, Captain Phillips, Tom Hanks was uh, Somalian pirates took his boat he was an american vessel or an italian vessel i can't remember and he was out in the middle of the ocean and from somalia some fishermen that were poor took a boat with an engine like a basic fishing boat with an engine eight dudes full of machine guns went up to the side of this huge boat and stole it i mean it was a long thing but managed to steal it so that's that's the pirates we deal with now uh, they basically go up and steal these freight liners. They rob people. They kidnap things like that. It's the same shit they were doing back then, but it's not the same type of pirates. And it's not for the same reasons. Uh, back then, it was it was British, you know, people. It was uh, Americans. I mean, some of the some of the hubs for the pirates were in America. So uh, it was just a different breed. It was a different style of being a buccaneer. But anyways, this book. Uh, I recommend it. It's, it's pretty good. It's to get the exact one. It's called Pirates. Uh, like I said, uh, the title of it is the complete history from 1300s to present day. And the writer is Angus uh, Constum. So it's a good book. Uh, I just started it. So uh, as far as I got into, it, it's pretty good. Um, it, uh, <laughs> I'm not too big into books. that have pictures. It kind of makes me feel like a child. Like I'm not reading a, an intelligent enough book. But uh, I, I actually appreciate the pictures in this one. It, it shows the pirates. It shows some of their boats. It shows maps of uh, the, the territories they 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 took, the paths they took. Uh, that was weird. It's like all the pictures are right in the middle of the book. Um, it has a huge map of like of the water of England of like all these places they had to go. So it's it's pretty crazy. I'm kind of curious to uh, get back into it. Uh, but yeah, I, uh, I highly recommend that. If y'all haven't uh, read anything about pirates, uh, if you don't know anything about pirates, I definitely check that out. Um, and me being me, I'm not much of a one, one kind of thing at a uh, one time. Sorry. One thing at a time kind of guy. I'm, I'm horribly bad about multitasking. Uh, I say horribly bad because I can't physically do one thing my brain if you need me to just sit down and do one thing my brain will not complete the task like it, it cannot be done my brain cannot comprehend it cannot understand the task even if it's just do the dishes my brain is like so like so stupid because it's a single task but if you say do the dishes. I'm going to listen to music, watch TV, have a conversation with you, have dinner cooking. Like, there we go. Now dishes are done flawlessly, faster than ever. Like, while the food's done perfectly, I'm still catching my shows. I have music playing in the background, and I'm still talking to my brother. Like, that's where that's where I live. I live in controlled chaos. Because if I don't have – if I'm not doing seven things at once, I can't complete – six things you know what i mean the only way for me to complete seven goals is to do them all at once like it's just when i used to study in school like my my stepdad at the time used to get so mad because he thought i was fucking around he didn't think i was studying he didn't think i was doing whatever but i would be in my room black lights on so no real light just black lights heavy metal music blasting my computer would be on, so I'd be watching like stickdeath.com or be on something stupid like rotten.com, whatever. Or, I mean, I don't even know what I was doing back then because there's no YouTube or anything, but it would be something stupid. I mean, the internet was very limited in the 90s. But 
I'd have that going, black light, and he'd come in, and I, I would get in so much trouble because he didn't believe I would get it done, but I had straight A's. So it's like, what's the problem, bitch? What's the big fucking deal, bitch? Like, why are you mad at me? Because I can get it done, and you can't. You know what I mean? Like, don't be mad at me because I don't have to study. Like, my mom, <laughs> my mom went to school, I guess, with my dad for a little bit, uh, or they took classes together. And that was one of the arguments, I guess, supposedly they used to have was that they would take the same class and he he's like me or I'm like him, I guess you would say. Teacher teaches. I go home. Nothing. I don't have to do anything. I come back to class, take the test, ace the test. That's it. The teacher taught the lesson. Why do I need to study? Why do I need to do this, that and the other? Just listen, take the test, listen, take the test. What's the problem? Or read the material. Don't listen. Take the test. It's the same shit. Either way, the material's going in. But that's what my dad was good at, and that's what I'm good at. And But it used to frustrate my mom, and she didn't even understand also when she was raising me because, like, I didn't have to study. Like, a lot of classes you take, especially if you take, like, an advanced class, it tells you, oh, this class is going to require two hours of homework a night, and then the next class, hour and a half of homework a night, blah, blah, blah. I don't believe in any of that. I don't believe any homework at night. I can knock it all out before school's over. Like I used to, I used to make the teacher so mad because you would, if you're a predictable teacher, it's your fault. Now, if you made up your own test, if you wrote all this from scratch, made up everything, then it's kind of hard to do that. Okay. But if you're a, a podunk basic bitch teacher, sorry, but if you're a basic bitch teacher, all you do is follow the lesson plan. They give you the book. Here you go. Social studies. We're going to do chapter seven today. So that means at the end of chapter seven, there's questions. At the end of every segment in chapter seven, 7.1, 7.2, 7.3, there's fucking questions at the end. There might be two or three questions. You answer those. Guess what? Those are going to be the fucking questions you're going to have to answer on the worksheet when she's done teaching whatever she's attempting to teach. So that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't waste my time with that bullshit. I fucking... While she's teaching, I'm reading. I read the whole lesson from front to back. Knock it out. And then anytime I see a vocab word, especially a word that's highlighted in black as you're reading, that's obviously a vocab word. And then the definition behind it, write it down. Write it down on paper. Write it down in your brain. You know it's going to be on the test. If there is a definition, it's going to be on the test. If there's a date, if you're reading all this information, at some point you see a date on there. 7 fucking 22, 1963. Whatever that date is, you better know what it is corresponding to because that's on the test. Like, it's not that fucking hard. Like, I took classes for speed reading. I took classes for speed test taking. I took classes for advanced, uh, what was it called? Like, uh, advanced, like, theory, theory work, I guess. I forgot how it was described, but it's basically the ability, like, it was a class that taught you how to be a good educated guesser. Like that doesn't mean being a good guesser. That means taking what you know, what you're learning from around you and making the best possible guess, which a guess is a guess, but it is an outcome. It could become fact. So you take whatever scenario, you take all the elements you come up with in your life, what you think the answer may be. And nine times out of 10, you might be right. If you've ran in that situation of time. So that's all the class was. I've taken a lot of stuff like that. So I don't, it's just hard for me to tolerate slow teaching. So that's why I'm so bad about multitasking. And I'm sorry, we veered off way far from recommendations, but uh, that's just how my brain works. Like I said, I, I, I move so fast and thought that I just want to spit all this shit to y'all, but the words can't come out as fast as, as the thoughts do. Um, anyways, stay in school, kids. That's all I'm saying. Stay in fucking school. Uh, be smart, work hard, work fast. That's all I gotta say. Be, be, be your own man. Be your own woman. Uh, knock this shit out. I, I don't know what to say. Um, so <laughs> yeah. Uh, the other thing I'm reading, um, I highly recommend also, cause like I said, what led me here was the multitasking. I'm reading two books at once. Technically I'm reading more than two books and i'm watching five or six shows and it's a it's a it's a thing it's an ordeal but uh definitely recommend this also if you're into uh superhero stuff especially the batman uh batman's always been interesting to me because if you're into superheroes think of any superhero you know think of any think of any hero you know uh beyond arnold 
<laughs> any character Arnold's ever played. But Superman, Green Lantern, Spider-Man, Wonder Woman, the the Flash, uh, He-Man, Thor, fucking half the Guardians of the Galaxy, even Star-Lord on some level. Uh, they all have powers. I mean, think of any superhero that is an genuine superhero anyone in the justice league anyone anyone in the avengers anyone any superhero they all have powers but batman is the only one that doesn't so that's kind of i think as as a human being that's why batman has like superman has been a big book has been big you know since the 50s so has batman but i feel like batman hits closer to home just because it's more possible, especially with the last movie that came out, it shows you that Batman can be real. All he needs is a badass car, a lot of money, probably some meth to keep his body going all the time. Uh, and yeah, just the the will for abuse. I mean, he just has to be a glutton, glutton for punish, punishment, you know, a masochist, I guess. Um, but yeah, this book I recommend. I got it uh, on my trip to Granberry. Uh, with my girl it's good uh it's it's not about batman so it's not a cartoon story it's about what i'm telling you it's about batman as a psychology it's a, a psychologist wrote this so the book is called batman and psychology so it's about the mental aspect of becoming a batman what it takes to be a batman because like i said this is a human being this isn't superman this isn't an alien you know, that crash land here. This isn't one woman that's a princess of some land that doesn't that's hidden by a cloak. You know what I mean? This isn't these kind of people. Uh, so this is interesting. It, it, I've never seen this perspective of the Batman. It's all from a psychology aspect, which is a little, you know, high, high up there, high brow. But it's interesting. Um, check it out. It's called, uh, like I said, Batman, the psychology, a dark and stormy night it is by Travis Langley. Forward by Michael Olslin and introduction by Dennis O'Neill. So it's basically by uh, Travis Langley, and then he had some help on the other sides. But and it looks like appear appears that he is independent of all the Batman stuff. So this person has is not associated with anything having to do with the Batman. Um. Uh, so like I don't know. It's pretty good. So uh, Travis Langley, it says here, is a professor of psychology at the Henderson State University. He's an organizer of com uh, comics arts conference. Uh, so he, he's basically a nerd that became a professor of psychology, which is awesome. So he goes to all these conventions and he and he he does talks about this. So, uh, yeah, kudos to you, man. That's fucking awesome. Here's some of the questions from the book. Does the Dark Knight have bats in its belfry? Does Batman really wear a costume to fight crime? Why are his most intimate relationships with bad girls he ought to lock up? Very true. And why won't he kill that homicidal clown? It's true. Why the fuck won't he kill the Batman? So, or the Joker? So, that's what I'm saying. It, it it's 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 not a story of Batman saving things. It's it gets into the mind of Batman. Why why does he let the clown live? Why why does you know in some aspects Superman's the same? Why why won't these guys kill the bad guy? Why are they so just so good that they? can't do what needs to be done they can't hurt the one to save the million and i don't mean hurt one innocent that's not what we're saying not not one little child not shoot a child in the head so a bomb doesn't explode somewhere no i'm saying kill a serial killer so no one else gets killed by the serial killer like i don't understand the problem but i guess that's what makes you a hero but check it out um I'm going to get out of here, y'all. I just wanted to kind of recommend some stuff that I'm reading. Uh, I'll get back to you as, uh, as I keep reading it. Uh, check it out. It's pretty cool. Like I said, Pirates by uh, Angus Constum or Batman by Travis Langley. Trapman, uh, Trapman. Batman and the Psychology is what it is by Travis Langley. Check them out, man. Uh, let me know what y'all think. Um, yeah, I'm going to get out of here. If y'all want to talk to me, like I said, I, I, I'm only here for the hour. Y'all get to hear me. If y'all actually want to hang talk to me see my face interact with me uh come to twitch twitch uh twitch is an app if you don't know what it is it's a gaming app everybody should know it's like youtube anything like that come over to twitch you don't need an account well i mean you do just so you can look but you don't need it doesn't require anything no email nothing you just username pa uh, password that's it you're in 
super fast and it costs you nothing and just come talk to your boy uh on there my name is stealthy 67 stealthy 67 uh 67 so come find me come check your boy out i would love to come talk to y'all if anybody wants to to put a face to the voice i'm out there all the time it, it is a gaming website so i will be playing video games um but yeah come check your boy out i'll be there uh swift lifestyles don't forget that hitter boys i got that uh we got right now that blue raspberry right now that shit slams if you need that energy but uh swiftlifestyles.com check out the promo code steel67 we will get you some shit um yeah but i'll catch y'all next week more than likely this is going to be an episode that's dropping uh while i'm on the cruise i'm not too sure uh just yet but if it is i miss y'all have a good one uh appreciate all the follows appreciate all the help y'all y'all been good to me uh anyways i'm, I'm out of here this is a uh, fluent and dummy peace y'all Peace.